This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast. Of course, brought to you by the good folks at Bet Rivers. And remember, for all of your wagering needs, just uh, download the uh, Bet Rivers app, especially this very busy time of year as we get ready for the NFL playoffs and everything else that's on the way. Still have the title game in college football, plenty of college basketball, and the other winter sports ready to rock and roll. So uh, download the Bet Rivers app for all of your wagering needs. Also, you get a chance to win $10,000 with the same gay parlays. Put in as much as just $10, and you might win up to $10,000 in bonus money. So just download the Bit Rivers app. Now, as we get ready for the final week of this regular season, and to me, uh, the NFL changes in the postseason. The first two weekends of the postseason are great. But the NFL to me has always been Sunday at 1, and this is the last week we have that. And this is even an abridged week because so many games don't matter and a lot of people will be sitting out. Like the Steelers will be front and center needing a win and needing help, uh, but they'll get a Raven team that's going to sit all their big guys. There's no question about that as they play Saturday afternoon. And the Texans and the Colts will play hoping hoping that they can get a loss from Jacksonville on Sunday. The winner then would get into the postseason. Uh, Again, some teams control their own destiny to get into the playoffs, like the Bills, who will be the two-seed with a win, uh, like the Packers, who will play their way in. Other teams need help, uh, but Jacksonville plays its way in with a win. Uh, so the bottom line is you have a couple that control their own destiny and a whole bunch that will need help. Before we get to that, a couple of things. Number one, you know, since the moment he arrived, even before he arrived, Aaron Rodgers has been front page news. But the amazing thing about Rodgers is he is the gift that keeps giving if you are a member of the media or need things to opine on because No matter what, even on slow days, he comes up with something crazy, this time dabbling in a story that is as sordid as any story can be and getting into a really heated feud with Jimmy Kimmel, who went crazy on him last night and threatened to sue him, uh, and then to have McAfee have to apologize and, you know, the whole thing today. So uh, Rogers likes to dabble in social stories. He likes to dabble in a lot of conspiracy theories. So he's got a very, very active imagination, and he likes to get involved in a lot of things just to keep himself front and center, and boy, he is the gift that just keeps giving. Now, the other gift that's going to be one that will help somebody immeasurably is the Jets releasing Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook going to the Jets tells you all you need to know about the Jets' front office ineptitude. 
They didn't need Dalvin Cook, and they never used Dalvin Cook. He was a waste of resources, and they sure needed to put their resources in the right place. But now he being released, Dalvin Cook, who is a terrific player, one, one of my favorite players since the days of Florida State. You know I predicted stardom for him. He has uh, been a star. He was great his first couple of years in the league. He was a fixture in the Pro Bowl. Uh, but here's the thing. He says, hey, I'm fully rested. I'm raring to go. So he will be, I think, the object of plenty of teams' affection come this week. And I, if I'm Cook or his representatives, I'm starting with Baltimore, going through Dallas, and then on down the list. Cook goes to Baltimore where they need a running back. He could add immeasurably to their offense and could wind up being a guy who could play a pivotal role in the Super Bowl this year. That is not out of the question for him this year. He could wind up being a guy who gets 10 carries a game and catches three or four balls a game and might even decide a ball game in the playoffs. Or he could even become bigger than that. He's that talented and he's well-rested. He hasn't taken a whole lot of hits this year because he hasn't played. It had never made any sense for him to come there and play behind Hall. We know what kind of player Hall is. And Hall's in the you know, emerging years of his career. But Cook now, I think, I can't remember a player in recent years that could jump into the playoffs and be as big a factor right off the bat as Cook can be this year. Cowboys could use him. Bills could use him. Browns could use him. Bucks could. I could go down a list. But if I'm him, I start with Baltimore and Dallas. Those are the two spots I want to go to, especially going to Baltimore, which has a great shot to get to a Super Bowl this year. So there is a Jed who could make his way to a Super Bowl this year, the one who just left, the one who wasn't used, the one who had a miserable season who might wind up with a fairy tale ending and a ring. Who knows? We'll see how that unfolds. So Rodgers has got his issues this week. Cook gets a change of scenery that will be just enormous for him in the coming weeks. We get ready for the uh, playoff picture. We put the rest of it in focus as we get to the last week of this NFL season. Two games on Saturday and then the Sunday schedule. The last game will be the Bills and the Dolphins. I'll get to that in a minute because there is a scenario where the Bills don't make the playoffs. And remember, the title game will be upon us on Monday night. It's a good one. Washington right now, a four-and-a-half-point underdog, maybe five, depending where you are, uh, against Michigan. Alabama-Michigan was a toss-up. I, I went back and forth, forth and back. I didn't know who to pick in that game. I thought it was a toss-up. I did like Washington against Texas. I liked him last year in the Alamo Bowl, uh, uh, and he picked him apart. I thought that everyone talks about Texas' defensive front, but I thought those big, hulking, heavy tackles would not put enough pressure on Washington and their brilliant quarterback to make a difference, and he picked them apart. He threw for 430 yards. They're very well coached. They almost lost the game on a nightmarish scenario, as we know, uh, but they didn't, and now they get to play two 13-0 teams, very deserving, playing for the national title. I'll do a full preview on it. I'll do a podcast on it later in the week. 
I do have to tell you, though, that uh, at first glance, I think this is not a great matchup for, for Washington. I think it's the wrong team for a couple of reasons, and I'll get into that later. Uh, as far as the playoff picture, as we said, the scenario with the Bills is the bizarre one. A win in there, the number two seed, a loss, and if Pittsburgh wins on Saturday, which is expected now that the Ravens aren't going to play anybody, and Pittsburgh's hoping for a win and then to get in with some help, the and Jacksonville, if Pittsburgh and Jacksonville win and Buffalo loses, Miami's a two seed and Buffalo's out. So Buffalo will know when they take the field Sunday night whether they are playing to get to the two seed, which is a lot, to go from the six or the seven. Miami's the six, but Buffalo could be the even the seven. But going from the six or the seven to the two is not the same as going out of the playoffs to the two, but it is still a big move because instead of hosting the number seven seed next week in your building, you would be at the number two seed or at the number three seed. So there's a good chance Buffalo would either be back against Miami or back seeing Kansas City again in the 3-6 game. Kansas City's locked into the two, into the three. Now Miami is locked into the six. Cleveland's locked into the five. Miami will be the six or the two. One or the other. With a win of the two, with a loss of the six. So, but Buffalo will know if Pittsburgh wins and Jacksonville wins. Now, I think Pittsburgh's going to win. I don't know if Lawrence is playing yet. Do I think Tennessee could beat Jacksonville on Sunday? It's not impossible. Do I expect it to happen? No. Could it happen? Absolutely. Do I think Tennessee will play hard? I do. They have some players. They have some gamers. They have a good coach. I I think they could give them a good fight. We don't know yet the quarterback situation. Lawrence with the AC joint, we don't know how he's going to be able to play or not. Um, But we'll see what happens. I still expect Jacksonville to win and win their division. And Green Bay won't have an easy time with Chicago, which has played much, much better. I mean, look, the coach has gotten his job. Fields has been energized by what has happened. Chicago has won four of its last five games. Its only loss was a three-point loss at Cleveland. They beat Minnesota. They beat Detroit. They beat Arizona. They beat Atlanta. They have won four of their last five games. They are playing well. Their defense has solidified. The bottom line is that's not going to be an easy game for the Packers. And that should be a fascinating game. That's a 425 game. And the Packers need a win to get into the postseason. Okay? There's not a lot of other great games. There's teams that are alive. I mean, the Texans and the Colts are The Steelers are alive. They need help. They play the Ravens. The Texans are alive with the Colts. The winner has got a chance, but they need Jacksonville to lose. Browns 
are locked in, they play the Bengals. Lions are locked in, they play the Vikings. Jaguars, with a win, they're in. They could still get in otherwise, but let's not get it with all the complications. Jets and the Pats play. Is this a big game? Hey, Belichick loves beating the Jets. He owns them. Jets would love to finish the season with a win over the Patriots, so you know they're going to give it everything they got. Falcons and the Saints. This game is the, for the division title if the Bucks lose. If the Bucks win, they're in. So the Bucks play at the Panthers with a win, they're in. With a loss, it comes down to who wins the Falcons-Saint game. Packers are in with a win. Bears are playing well. Eagles are fascinating in that, let's be honest, they're not going to get to the two. Dallas is. Dallas is going to beat Washington. Washington couldn't beat anybody right now. They're a dreadful team, especially if Brissett's still got a hamstring problem. If he plays, it just means that they're going to score more points. They're still going to lose. The secondary can't stop anybody. The Eagles, though, need to win. They need to go in with momentum when they play next week. When they go play at the, you know, Bucks next week, the bottom line is they have got to have some momentum, some faith in their defense, some feeling that they have something going for them. They have crawled home. So forget resting players. Forget anything else. I think it's imperative. Even though they're in the playoffs, I think it's imperative that the Eagles go out and play this game hard and go out and play it. And the Giants will too. We know that. And the Giants can win with Tyrod Taylor, a quarterback. They should have won last week. And their ability to get the ball deep is going to be a big problem for the Eagles because the Eagles have been letting everybody get deep week after week after week, and Slayton's going to try and get deep on them big time in this game. And Tyrod Taylor can throw the deep ball, as we all know. Seahawks need help after that loss to the Steelers last week. Chiefs are not even going to play anybody against the Chargers. They're locked in to the three. Rams are in the playoffs, so are the Niners, so you're going to get a cameo there. Cowboys need a win. They'll win. They'll never give up the division now. And then the Bills and the Dolphins will play the primetime game. The Bills will know their fate. They will either have locked up a wild card spot or they'll know they're playing for a playoff berth. And it's two to the winner and the bottom of the wild cards for the losers. But it also could be out of the playoffs for the Bills, and that gives the Bills obviously added momentum and added really very much an added degree to play on because playing for seeding is one thing, and I have found through the years that it is not a great incentive, teams playing for seeding, especially if you're just moving up a slot or two. It usually doesn't help, but... When you're playing from the, go to the, say from the six to the two, that's a big move. That could be a whole different level of playoffs with that home game against a team you can beat or a road game against a very tough team could be a big difference. But the Bills could be playing for their very lives, and there's no incentive like that. Right now, the Bills are the healthier team in a big way and are clearly playing the better football. But that's the Sunday night game to wrap up the regular season. The playoffs begin the week after. 
You know how the playoffs go now. Seven teams, the ones get buys. So the buys go to San Francisco and Baltimore. Everybody else plays. And away we go. So you have some intrigue for week 18. Not an incredible amount. And not a straight loses out the winners in game. But some interesting games to keep you busy. Very much interested in Buffalo, Miami. Very much interested in Chicago, Detroit. I think that's going to be a fun game. Really fun game to really zero in on. Bitter rivals. Long-time rivals. As long-time rivals as there is in the NFL. Great scenario. Young teams. Bears love to finish the season strong and, and spoil it for the Packers. So a lot going on there. Really is. It should be a very interesting game at 425. And you'll also have the Giants playing the Eagles at the time. You have the Cowboys playing Washington at the time. And on Saturday, I think the Texans are interesting to finish this season strong. Now, both teams need help. They know that. But you know what? If you're the Texans or the Colts, what you do is knock, you know, get that 10th win. And hope that Tennessee, hey, crazier things have happened than Tennessee beating the Jaguars, with, you know, especially if the Jaguars are playing without Lawrence, which I think is better than 50-50 right now because I, the injury to his shoulder seems to be pretty bad. Now, he, that's the first game he had ever sat out since high school. He had not ever sat out a game in high school, college, or the pros. He had really pushed the envelope the last couple of weeks and played when he probably shouldn't have, and his play really faltered. So he might not have done himself a lot, of, a lot of good things by playing through those injuries, but it's just the way he is, and it's an admirable trait. There's no question about that. San Francisco goes in with the one seed, but goes in with the McCaffrey injury. Baltimore goes in now as the team. Their quarterback's going to win the MVP. They are the hot team. They will coast against a bitter rival in Pittsburgh this week. Then they will head to the postseason where they will be a heavy favorite to get to a Super Bowl this year. But are there teams in the AFC that can beat them? Yes. Is it going to take a big effort? It's going to take a big effort. And we're going to have to see a team like Buffalo or a team like Kansas City put together an effort the likes of which they haven't given you all year if they're going to win in Baltimore. That's what it's going to take. It's not going to be an easy chore. San Francisco, a lot will depend on McCaffrey. San Francisco has a wonderful offense. But it is critical that certain people are always there. It doesn't operate when Trent Williams isn't there. It doesn't operate when Debo Samuels isn't there. It doesn't operate when McCaffrey isn't there. So they need their key people healthy. And we saw last year when it didn't operate with Purdy out. Obviously. So we'll see if they can get him healthy by the time the playoffs start. Now, remember... They will have 
this week off. This Sunday, they'll have been off a week. They're off next week. Then they play the week after. So he's got three full weeks of rest to rest that calf injury. We'll see if that makes enough of a difference. As we said, we will do a we'll do the week eighteen, our last football Friday for the regular season. We will have our football Friday podcast each week through Super Sunday. And we will have a special podcast up either Friday afternoon or Saturday for the title game. And we will do a post after the title game Monday night. Should be an interesting game. Like I said, Michigan and Harbaugh have waited a long time for this. They have gone through a lot of frustrating years when they first couldn't beat Ohio State and then when they couldn't go and get it done in these playoff games. And now they finally beat the standard bearer. That their win came against Alabama or Georgia, either one would have validated them, but it was a big one. It wasn't an easy one. They came from behind, obviously got that late score and then won it in overtime. But that was a big win against a... Alabama team, which you know is always there and ready to go in those games. Funny thing is, let's be honest. As I said before these playoffs started and after, as the, before the bowl started, if you lined up 20 guys who follow college football really closely, all of them would have told you that Georgia was among the four best teams in the country and more teams would have voted for Georgia number one than anybody else. Georgia was the best team in the country this year. And I felt for a long time Oregon was number two. But Washington and Michigan have gotten through undefeated, and they deserve the credit. And Washington beat Oregon twice. And Michigan beat Ohio State, and now they've beaten Alabama. So they both have proved what they had to prove. And they deserve to be in this game. And it should be a terrific matchup with a wonderful coach who you don't know a lot about a name for himself that I think he will be very much a household name very soon. And a quarterback who has been nothing short for two years of a brilliant quarterback. And you could make the case that he has been the best college football player in the country the last two years combined. I didn't say he's the best pro prospect. He's not going to be taken number one in the draft. We all know who is. But this guy has been the best player in the country the last two years. The most consistent player, the most valuable player, the most dynamic player, day in and day out. And he did it again, throwing for 430 yards in the win over Texas. And they need him to come through with another huge effort if they're going to pull the upset against Michigan. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.